Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soule, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Sparklets Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I don't actually talk about very often because the truth is I'm really terrible at opening up emotions and all of that. For anyone who's familiar with the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram 8. That means that we really don't like it when those emotions rear their heads. Well, other than indignant outrage. Those feelings of overwhelm, those feelings of anxiety, of sadness, any of those feelings that make us feel a little unhappy, those things we tend to shove away. And the problem with that is then it does end up in an explosion, kind of like a dormant volcano that nobody actually knew was going to blow and it just buries an entire town. So today I wanted to talk about some strategies for recognizing those feelings. Sometimes there's a large-scale life event where, of course, you're going to be sad. Well, at the time of the recording, I lost my uncle and I am getting up to the birthday of my son who was stillborn and would have been a teenager this year. And those things, those things are large. They're large. And of course, you're going to be sad and upset. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about those little times that we don't prioritize the self-care and we might not notice that those little teeny tiny feelings are sneaking up on us. So how do we recognize that? Well, I noticed a couple of weeks ago that I felt just a little off and I couldn't really put a finger on why because it wasn't a large scale event, but I noticed that I felt a little bit more withdrawn I didn't really want to talk to anyone, which is, you know, when you're a public face, that is not exactly a good place to be. And what I realized is that I wasn't prioritizing my own self-care. Now, when people hear self-care and when people hear that you're anxious, often people suddenly suggest that you should go talk to a therapist. And I am not going to say that people who see a therapist, that there's anything wrong with that. But what I do want to say is there are different types of therapies that people need, just depending on who they are. And when you start feeling like that, some people do need a call with their counselor, their social worker, their therapist of whatever persuasion that you go talk to for, for some that can be, you know, a religious figure too. Or I have a business coach who talks to a shaman, but that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And you need to know your type of therapy and you need to honor that. So some people do really well in a situation where they're taking time out of their schedule and they're going to talk to someone who is impartial, who can help them walk through those feelings like a therapist. Others 
you might need to just talk with that friend, that one-on-one with that friend, get a lot of that friend time in. You know, everybody wants that friend or has a friend that you go to when you have those things that you really don't feel like you can share with anyone else. And that tends to be where I'm at. So I've had a lot of those conversations with a particular couple of friends lately, and that is a huge reset. Now, your form of therapy might not be talking at all. For you to see a therapist, for you to talk to a friend might not be the version of therapy that you actually need. For you, it might be taking a lot of alone time, lots of walks by yourself where you listen to a podcast, not necessarily this one, or some music, or you just walk in silence because what you need is some time to think. Now, regardless of what kind of therapy or self-care that you need, you might need a bubble bath. You might need to go out with friends and just live it up for a night and have a mom's night out or a dad's night out. But know your therapy. And this all stems from knowing yourself. Make sure that you're not feeling like you have to follow one particular prescribed method of helping yourself feel better. Because for me, going to see a therapist isn't helpful, but going to talk with a friend is. And going to the beach with a friend and watching my kids laugh and smile and getting some vitamin D is therapy. Now, the second part I want to talk about is you might know your therapy, but the second part is the crucial part here, everyone, is you have to make time for it. Because you can say that you need these things, but unless you actually set aside the time for this self-care, it's not going to happen. Now, if you feel like your house is a mess and you need to do things for your kids and your kids' clothes need to be organized and you need to take a look at that new curriculum and you need to figure out what's for dinner and you start to feel that overwhelm set in, you might think, how on earth can I carve even a half an hour for these things? I'm gonna tell you, my friends, you have to slow down in order to speed up. Because every single time, for me, one of my biggest forms of self-care and therapy is to drive an hour away out to Lake Michigan. It's our fake ocean. And to sit out there, there's a particular beach that I love. When I am out there, one thing that they don't have is very good internet. So I'm kind of not connected and it helps. I can't check my phone. I can kind of get away and check out And all of that time away seems really big when I plan it. I think, how on earth can I spend four hours, you know, the hour drive there, a couple of hours there, and then the hour drive back. But every single time I come back from that trip, I feel better because it's what my soul needs. And I find that I'm more able to handle those outbursts from my kids. I'm able to take a look at the floor and notice that it just needs a quick vacuum or a quick sweeping instead of feeling that overwhelm compounded on more overwhelm because I took that time for myself. So I want to encourage all of you listening today, no matter how you're listening, even if it's 10 minutes today, find something that sets your soul on fire. That can be singing to 80s hits, It can be calling that friend and setting up a day that you can go and talk to each other. It can mean scheduling an appointment with a licensed therapist so that you are finally getting that appointment in. 
can be a lot of different things. But unless you actually take that time, you won't start to feel better and you won't start to feel like the amazing person that you are. So take those 10 minutes today. I am really encouraging you. I know that I've been spending a lot of time outside with those friends that I needed and I have my beach trip planned for Monday. And although it sounds like it's going to be a huge event, I know as soon as I get back, I'm going to feel that much better. Okay, everyone, I am thinking of all of you. Take those 10 minutes, write it down right now. Well, not if you're driving. Write it down after you've stopped driving. And I'll see you next week. If you have kids that are running away from writing instead of toward it, chances are you're feeling a little bit frustrated. But that's because so many writing programs out there have kids writing things like, tell me about your bedroom, instead of things that kids actually want to write. So I'd like to introduce you to the Delicious Diner course. What is it? It's a writing course for kids. It gets them writing effortlessly. They're having fun. They're creating their own delicious diner by marketing, writing help wanted ads, writing recipes, menus, learning about floor plans, writing, grammar, typing, entrepreneurship, and it's all through using Canva. There's even the first section of the course where I'm going to teach kids how to use Canva and how to get started. And if you're not familiar with Canva, you might really like watching it too. Canva is a graphics design software. You can use it completely for free. There is a paid version. You do not need the paid version in order to have fun with this course. But as an introductory offer, we are offering it for $10 off instead of $29. You can grab it for $19. It's a one-time purchase. It's for the entire family. Check the link in the show notes for the link to learn more and sign up and make sure to come hungry.